If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. Hi, I'm Sophie, and I haven't seen a lot of movies. Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are SP Film Viewers. Each week, we take a deep dive into films that Sophie is seeing for the first time, some of which are deemed classics, some of which are my favourites, and some are just to try and get a reaction from her. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but we have a lot of fun talking about what we've watched. And we hope you have fun listening to our light-hearted thoughts and ramblings on this cinematic journey. So tune in every Thursday on Apple Podcast, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts from. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. We're going to start out with the uh, regular shout out to the supporters. So we've got Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, and Miss Aaron. Thank you guys all for your continued support. Um, I appreciate it. It means a lot kind of helps keep me going when I feel like I'm getting frustrated with this uh, little side project of mine. And getting frustrated is kind of ties into what I want to talk about in this episode. Something that was real popular when I was a kid for the adults, the authority figures in my life, was a sentiment. They had a few variations of it, but it all kind of boiled down to the same thing, and it was I think it's probably been corrupted and taken over in today's society, but it's something that's been rolling around in my mind a lot lately. And they used to say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Now, in and of itself, this is not a particularly problematic sentiment. It's actually kind of good advice. Uh, It's important to have passion in what you do, particularly if it's what you're going to be doing to support yourself for a living. Uh, it makes the day-to-day tedium a lot more bearable. But in a lot of ways, just like the whole you-can-be-anything-you-want-to-be-when-you-grow-up thing, apparently somewhere along the lines, people got too stupid to realize this required further explanation. Now, when I was a kid, it was kind of understood that that was more a 
an example of opportunity, a, a an explanation of you're going to have to do something to support yourself. Society's not going to fucking hold your hand and make things work out in your favor. You're going to have to work. But if you're going to have to work, you might as well find something you're kind of passionate about and do that. Now, that's a sentiment that makes a lot more sense. Work to your passions. But the thing they never explain to people beyond the fact that just being passionate about what you're doing is not necessarily enough to guarantee success. You have to be passionate about it so you can find your day-to-day bearable. Because if you're going to do something, you could be doing something you're really good at, but you could hate it and you could be miserable all the time. So you're not going to want to do it and eventually it's going to get to you. So it's important that what you're doing is something you can bear, something you enjoy makes it even better. But you still got to work at it because I picked a career path that was doing something I loved rather than something that was necessarily something I was just good at. Now, I'm not saying I'm not good at my job. I think I'm pretty good at what I do. A lot of people, a lot of other people seem to think I'm pretty good at what I do, too. Uh, I'm very fortunate in that respect. I've always been one of those people that manages to do a lot of things pretty well. I mean, nothing well enough to be super successful. I've stated this before, too. I do a lot of things well enough to get by, but not a lot of things well enough to be great. And that's just kind of my cynical summary of myself. But it, it is a it is a true thing. It is a true statement. I can do pretty much. I'm one of those people. I, if I decide to do something, I'm going to be able to fucking do it at least good enough to get by in. If it's something I'm really interested in, something I'm really passionate about, I'll do it well enough to be really good at it. But I also know that's not the case for everybody. So (laughs) you have to be passionate about something that you can also do well enough to be useful at. If you're really passionate about being a chef, for example, but you can't cook for a shit if you burn everything, if you undercook everything, if you're going to give people food poisoning every time you feed them, or all your food tastes like hot garbage no matter how hard you try, being passionate isn't enough. And that applies to literally any career where you're trying to make a living. Just having passion is not good enough. You also have to have competence. You also have to have skill sets. I've said it multiple times in relationship to cooking and to being a chef and to the culinary field that having passion is well and good, but you still have to have a degree of competency. If you don't, competency can be taught to most people. If you, I can teach anyone to be an efficient cook. I can teach anyone to be a proficient technical food person where they will be able to perform the basics, get things done and be a serviceable cook. Now, I can't teach passion. Passion is something you have to do for yourself. I cannot teach creativity. I cannot teach originality. I cannot create teach people new ways to think. I can try and guide them that way. I can try and give them advice in relation to that, but it sometimes some people just can't do those sorts of things. And that applies across the board to pretty much literally everything in life. You can be passionate about something, but if you're not at least kind of good at it, you're not going to get anywhere in it. And that's something that seemed to have gotten left out of the equation in that sentiment of do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Because that's not true. Because if you love something, but you're fucking terrible at it, you're going to be busting your hump to just try and get by and keep your job. And there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, but that may impact your happiness more, which is something to bear in mind. And on the other side of that coin, one of the other things you have to do is make sure what you're passionate about, what you're 
doing that you need to uh, focus your life around what you what it is you're passionate about that you want to do for, to support yourself. You got to make sure it's something that there's actually a demand for. If what makes you happy, what brings you joy, what make you're passionate about is, I don't know, sitting around all day eating Cheetos, whacking it to Family Guy fan fiction, you're probably not going to find anybody that really wants to pay you enough to make a living at that. Now, I say probably because in today's modern day, there there's an OnlyFans for everybody out there. There may be somebody who wants to sit there and pay you ten ninety five a month or whatever to watch you whack it to fucking Family Guy fan fiction while you eat Cheetos. I don't fucking know. The, the, the level of stupidity and perversion in this world never ceases to amaze me. And I'm not trying to kink shame anybody. I'm, you know, let your free flag fly. If you're an adult and you're into that shit, more power to you. Find somebody out there that makes you happy. Get your freak on together. But I'm not here to talk about kinks and freakiness and all that other shit. I'm talking today about the whole concept of passion and taking passion in what you do in your life. And realistically, like I said, when I was a kid, they would say this stuff, but they're trying to steer kids into going to into things that they were interested in things that would hook them and catch their attention and they would strive to be better at it because unlike today where it was saying everybody's got to be good enough everybody's good enough regardless of the actual results back then it actually mattered that you be good at what you do so they acknowledge the easiest way to to get people to be good at what they do is to have people doing things that they found interesting that they found joy in that they took passion to get involved in these things and that's still true today that most of the actual genuinely successful people you'll find are pretty passionate about what it is they're doing so passion is a key part of success but it can't be the only part of success it takes skill it takes effort it takes time it takes a certain set of abilities in whatever it is you're passionate about that makes it provide some sort of value to other people where they're going to want to give you money for doing it. Nobody's going to give it you money just because you enjoy what you do. And unfortunately, there's a whole bunch of assholes out there nowadays who seem to think that's how the world should work. That's how life should work. They should be handed whatever they want because they're doing what they're passionate about, and that's what matters. And society is somehow obligated to support them while they pursue these little passions and passion projects, as it were. And that's not how it fucking works. If your passion is useless to the rest of the fucking world, nobody owes you a goddamn thing. And you better go out there and get a goddamn job so you can support yourself, so you can have time and money to invest in your passions on the side when you're not busting your ass at some slog to support yourself. Uh, it comes off a little bitter, doesn't it? But honestly, that's that that's the truth. That's the facts. I'm not here to say things that will make people feel better. I'm here to say things that are true and that's the way the world works. Love it, hate it, like it, lump it. It's the fucking truth. If you're not useful, then you're not going to be successful. Because nobody gives a shit about your happiness except for you and possibly your close family and maybe a few friends. Ultimately, your utility is much more important than your happiness. Now, if you can be happy doing something that's useful, great, you're better off. But if you're like me, <laughs> and you, when you were young, you decided you were going to get into something you were actually, that made you happy, that made that you were passionate about. What they don't tell you on the other side of that coin is it's also really easy to start to lose your passion, to start to lose your joy in something when you're doing it every day as a slog because you fucking have to. 
when you're in a position where you may not be making the greatest money and you're not, but you, you were like okay with it initially when you were trying to do it because it was what you were passionate about and you were happy about it. You were in the door and you were, that's what made you happy is you were going to work and creating and doing whatever. And then, you know, real life comes along, adulthood comes along, slaps you in the fucking junk and says, hey, guess what? There's bills to pay. There's utilities that have to be paid. There's food you need to buy so you can eat. And maybe somebody comes along, you get somebody knocked up. All of a sudden, you've got responsibilities. You've got to have insurance. You've got a kid coming. Once the kid gets there, you've got to make sure the kid's closed. You've got to make sure the kid's fed. You've got to make sure the kid's taken care of. You have to make time for that kid so you raise a decent human being instead of a shitty, entitled little fuck stain, which is unfortunately where a lot of us fuck up, apparently, because we have an entire generation of shitty, entitled little fuck stains out there running their mouths and running the country into the fucking ground, running the world off a fucking cliff because they're so worried about their feelings that they're not worried about reality. But I digress. So, yeah, you can go out there and you can go to this job day in and day out. And it's what you love and it's what you're passionate about. And the dynamic changes because all of a sudden you're doing it because you fucking have to. Because you invested time and energy to get to where you're at. And you can't afford to start over because you got other obligations. You have commitments. You have a family. You have a wife. You have a kid. You have a husband. You have a boy, a girl, a, a they, a them, what the fuck ever. You have these obligations. You could have a dog, a cat, a gerbil. You have things that depend on you. You have problems and your passion starts to kind of get choked out by the day-to-day horseshit of dealing with being a fucking grown-up. And it sucks. It really does because you no longer are getting by on your passion. Your passion becomes secondary because you have to start thinking in terms of what's best for the people, the things, the world that is dependent on your success or failure because that's what it boils down to. And again, sometimes just being passionate isn't enough. You have to be good at what you do if you want to advance, if you want to get better, if you want to make it further up the ladder than some entry-level fuckhead in any line of work. A lot of my, my thought processes on this turn into things they relate to what I've been doing for the last 30 fucking years. Well, 20 something, 27, I think it is now. 28? 27, 28 years I've been working in the culinary industry. You know, it's been no small amount of years. And I like to think I'm pretty proficient at what I do. I'm, I'm technically very skilled. I'm a very skilled technical culinarian. May not be the greatest uh, in terms of, you know, original creativity or whatever. Um, I may not come up with outlandish new things that are going to change the dynamic of the food industry and change the way people think about what they eat and what they say and what they do. Because at some point in my career, I had to make a choice between following that pursuit because that's what brought me joy and doing what brought the most guaranteed reliable income to my table with the best balance of work and family life so I could not be a shitty parent and so I could be a decent you know, husband and a decent father. And be able to make time for my kid and be able to make time for my wife and my pets and just not be a shit human being. And somewhere along the line, you know, it's entirely possible to say, yeah, my passion is not here anymore. And now I'm kind of stuck in this field. I'm stuck doing whatever it is that you got into originally because you really loved it. And you've been doing it long enough where you don't know if you can start over and you start to have, you know, confidence issues or whatever. And I'm not saying necessarily, and <laughs> this is not all personal experience. A lot of this is theoretical based on 
internal monologues I've had and based on internal conflicts I've had to deal with. And there have been multiple times over the last 20 years where I've thought about pulling up stakes, changing what I do, completely starting over, saying, fuck it, this isn't working out for me. I'm not getting ahead in life. I'm not where I thought I should be at this age in my life, at this point in my life. Maybe it's time to hang it up. Maybe it's time to start over. And that was never about what I do. I've still got the passion to go out and (laughs) on my days off, on the days I work, I still love to come home and start cooking. I still love to make things and feed other people. And whether it's professionally or in my own personal life, I still love to do what I love to do. I still love to make food. I still love to watch people eat my cooking. I still love to see other people enjoying what I've made and being happy with what I've done. And that's where my passion comes into play. And, you know, I don't necessarily get to indulge those aspects of what I do in a day-to-day basis anymore with my current position. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, But it's, I am doing what I love. And maybe not the way I thought I would be doing it when I was a kid. and Maybe not to the same capacity or the same extent as people who may be better well-known or more quote-unquote successful. I mean, the benchmarks for success are, <laughs> in a lot of ways, are a very personal thing, which is something we have also forgotten as as a people, as, as, a, as a species, however you want to look at it. Humanity has forgotten that not everybody's benchmarks for success look the same. And unfortunately, a lot of, like, you know, social media, mass media, commercialism, has us chasing these benchmarks without really knowing why we're doing it. It's kind of like, you know, a dog chasing a Harley. Lord knows what the fuck he's going to do with it if he catches it, but he's going to chase it. And and it's not accidental. We are deliberately fed these ideas that if if you get the new thing, you will be happy. If you have the most expensive gigaws, you will be out there living your best life. You can define your success by what you can afford to buy and what you can afford to have and what you can afford to fucking waste. Because in a lot of ways, our consumerism is worse due to the fact that it's a disposable society. We have created a throwaway generation, which is something like my parents' generation says to us about our generation. And it's more so worse as you go down the line. And you get these whiny little bastards that are talking about the whole planet. Like, oh, you got to change this to affect the ecosystem. And we're going green for this and that. And it's all a bunch of worthless buzzwords that are realistically forms of manipulation. And they're not wrong. Because, and I'm not saying the buzzwords are right, but I'm saying, like, my parents' generation is right. We've become a disposable society. We waste so much shit. And there's these green initiatives and, you know, pushbacks and all this other shit where there's, it's all, but it's all done for show now. You know, my parents' generation reused plastic containers because they were still good and they were still useful. They used glass before that because glass lasts forever, and glass is infinitely reusable, infinitely recyclable, and it's far superior to 90% of the man-made shit that my generation grew up with and our children's generation is fucking raised on. Jeez, I really <laughs> I really sidetracked the hell out of myself here. Yeah, this is not an ego rant. This is a rant about uh, realistic expectations, so... Yeah, instead of chasing all the things that we feel like we have to buy to feel successful and happiness, we're not reminded that 
our personal happiness metrics should be a lot more, well, personal. I mean, like, do you have enough to eat? Do you have a roof over your head? You know, the basic necessities of life. And then the extra stuff is just, you know, it's gravy. It's the icing on the cake. It's not meant to be the, I mean, if it is your goal and that's what you're working for, fine, but you shouldn't be measuring your success based solely on shit you have. Cause anything you have is shit you can lose. So you have to do that too. When you're, you know, finding the thing you're passionate about. So you never have to actually work a day in your life. Um, like I said, ultimately I don't agree with that. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to work to be good at it. Just because you enjoy the work doesn't mean you don't have to work. It may not feel like work, but like I said, it's, after a while, the shine wears off. The, the things change and your metrics change. You have to start balancing whether you're having, you know, fiscal success, commercial success. Are you living a life you're happy with? And that part of the message has been lost somewhere along the way. It's been kind of left out. And unfortunately, we have a whole lot of people out there that are just dumb as fucking hammers. And they need these things explained to them and spelled out for them in short, simple very thorough explanations where you cannot leave out the little, the the little asterisks, the things that were kind of taken for granted that you would realize that when I was a kid, the idea is that, you know, success is not guaranteed just because you love what you're doing does not mean you're going to be good at it does not mean you're going to be successful at it because doing what you love is all well and good, but you still need to be an adult. You still need to take care of yourself. You still need to support yourself. And that should be one of your metrics for success. Are you clothed, fed, sheltered? Those those things stopped being considered, you know, part of the journey, part of the goal of, you know, doing whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you're passionate about, and became something everyone just felt they were fucking owed. Oh, well, I need to have food and shelter and and clothing and all the things that I want to have so I can pursue my, my passion so I can do the things I love and the things that are important to me with, without that caveat, without that little, little ding on there that, yeah, what you love is important to you, but if it's not important to anybody else, nobody owes you shit and nobody's going to hand you a goddamn thing. And again, I, I just, I keep coming back to this point. If what you're doing and what you love isn't of any value to anybody else, being passionate is not going to be enough. And you have to understand that. And you have to hold realistic expectations along with your passions. And more importantly, you have to make sure your passions are going to balance out with everything else you have to deal with. Because like I said, otherwise it's really easy to get fucking burned out and to lose that passion for something you care deeply about. And also, it's just human nature to lose interest in certain things sometimes. I was really passionate about a lot of shit when I was a kid that realistically today doesn't matter to me at all. I mean, things that I thought were going to be my my entire life when I grew up, when I got to be a grown-up and have grown-up money and do grown-up shit, I was going to be so into X, Y, and Z, and none of it really matters anymore. Sometimes I kind of look back and mourn it, but it's not the end of the world. It's growth and development and evolution. And like I said, responsibility. I consider myself very fortunate that I managed to somehow stay tangially doing what I love and what I'm passionate about, which is playing with my food. I get to play with what I eat. I get to mess around. 
Not as much as I would like to, granted. I mean, I'm not out there developing new menus. I'm not out, well, I, I develop new menus all the time, but I mean, I'm not just throwing together whatever crazy shit my mind comes up with and slapping it on a menu for, you know, this cost me X and so on. So it's going, we're going to charge Y and that's going on the menu that way because that's how it is. I'm not in that kind of environment. I am working in a whole different kind of food service, which is not something I ever thought I would be really interested in doing when I was young. Well, and I say when I was a kid now, but I'm talking like early 20s when I was serious about doing this as a career. And it's still my passion. It's still something I'm really into. It's still something I really enjoy. I still am really passionate about food and creating new and different dishes. But that's not the only aspect of my job. And I had to do what I had to do to have a decent home life and still make a decent living so I could take care of my family. And honestly, I could have done a lot better by my family if I had done something else, just being honest with where I live and the the environment I live in, the jobs in my particular field. There's a lot of competition, which drives the wages down. Uh, There is a lot of, there's an abundance of people that thought they wanted to do this for a living. They got into it. So there's always an influx of new blood, so you, you don't get nearly the same degree of leverage. It's a lot harder to build towards a better position when they know if you start asking for too much, they can give you the ax and replace you with some new blood because entry-level jobs are just that. They're entry-level, and without moving, I could only advance so far in certain jobs. And so I had to start looking outside the the box for new opportunities. And there were a lot of steps back and steps, you know, lateral moves and, and falling back a step or two. And fortunately, when I did have to change positions, I didn't fall as far as I could have because I had a network of people that knew I was good for more than just your average fresh wet behind the ears cook. But I could still do all the fresh wet behind the ears stuff you know, better than a lot of the, better than a lot of new people that were just coming off their first semester of culinary school. I could still do the the necessary work efficiently and well, and especially without a lot of supervision. And that made me a great hire. And I had people that knew that. And then, unfortunately, on the backside of that, you know, it also had a lot of people that knew I had things that required. I had requirements in my life, and I had things I had responsibilities. So. I could be leveraged against a little bit more because for me, keeping that employment and keeping the benefits and all that other stuff was a little more important than some schmuck, you know, 22-year-old. So they could say, look, this is how much of a raise we can afford to give you. And I couldn't just walk away and things like that. You know, that's part of being an adult too. And you have to be really careful that you don't let that desire to stay with your passion project, the thing you really want to keep doing. You got to be careful that you don't let that become an anchor in terms of those things where you can say, well, you know, I can't walk away from this because I love what I'm doing so much or I love where I get to work so much that they're now going to leverage that against me because, you know, it's the only game in town. I mean, depending on what you love and what you're passionate about, there may only be a couple of outlets for your, for your passion that are going to hire you and pay you to do it. So these are factors that have to be considered when you're working to work, do what you love. And so you never have to work a day in your life. And for some odd reason, that's the dream to never have to work a day in your life. Well, me, I would, I would go fucking nuts if I never had to work another day in my life. I would go stir crazy. I would be bored out of my goddamn mind. 
which means I would probably double down on most of the stuff I'm doing, but <laughs> I would be cooking a lot more. I would be, if I, if I, if I woke up tomorrow with, you know, fuck you money, I have a couple passion projects I would throw a lot of money at. If I, if I, if I hit a Powerball for like $300 million, I have some things that I would do. I have a list. I have some people that if I ever got stupid levels of success or stupid levels of money and fame and, you know, financial liquidity where I could do some things. I've got some people out there that I think have some great projects that they're passionate about that are simply lacking the money. They lack the funds to make their dreams a reality that I would go out to. And a couple of them aren't even people I know personally. It's people I've learned of through various social media outlets. I would love to bless them with the resources to put their, their, their dreams into play and to see how it plays out. If I was in a position of having fuck you money, that is, but I'm not. I'm in a position where I play to my passions. I still like to do what I like to do. I still do what I love. And I'm trying to do the best I can. And I'm not doing terrible. I mean, I could be doing a lot worse. I could be doing a lot better, too. I mean, I'm not bringing home massive stacks of cash. I'm I, I'm doing okay. I'm not, I'm not hurting. There's a roof over the head. The lights stay on. The electricity stays on so I can upload these fucking episodes. I can sit down and record and not have to worry about, you know, the lights going out. I got food in my belly. I got water in my glass. I got animals that I can snuggle with when I want to. Or when they let me, I should say. The cat's not really big big on snuggles, and the dog's over-snuggly and won't leave me the fuck alone sometimes. But but I digress again. So, yeah, so playing to your passions is a good thing. Playing to your strengths is a better thing. That's Kind of where this thought process has led me. It's being passionate is great as long as you're fucking good at what you're passionate about. And ideally, that passion should drive you to work and hone your skills and to get better at it. But you need to realize sometimes that's not the case. I know people that are really passionate about singing that can't carry a fucking tune, but they, and you'll see them like in church choirs and in places where they're making their joyful noise, but they sound fucking terrible. They don't let them stop them because they're indulging in their passion, but they're not trying to do what they love so they don't have to work. They're doing what they love because they love it, because it brings them joy, because it makes them happy. And somewhere along the lines, we lost that focus too, where doing what you love and what will bring you joy and what will bring you passion is well and good as long as you're not reliant on it. When it's something you do for the joy and for the, for the love of it, if you can get paid to do that, that's fantastic. But you should not expect to get paid to do what you love. If you can make it work for you, great. Good on you. And there are people out there who simply love being successful, and they will do whatever it takes to get there. And there's all kinds of you know, shady ways to reinterpret this sentiment. And there's a lot of ways so you can reinterpret the sentiment that, depending on your self-serving bullshit, means you think the world owes you something so you can be happy. But that's not the point. The point is to do things that make you happy so you can be happy, not do things that you love so you don't have to feel like you're working because you're disconnected from the way the rest of the fucking world works. And you're disconnected from your skill sets and you're disconnected from reality. I mean, there's it used to be a comic trope. There would be movies wrapped around the whole idea of this guy really likes to do this, but he sucks at it. Let's laugh at him for two and a half hours. And 
Now you try and make something like that, you're going to get fucking canceled because, oh, my God, how dare you not endorse this man chasing his dreams and living his best life? And how dare you assume he's a man? Well, it's a man because it's my story, and fuck you, I'm, I'm the one telling it. So, yeah, some guy that really loves what he does, but he's fucking terrible at it, and he just keeps falling on his fucking face. That used to be a comedy. Now it's, you know, the reason a lot of people are voting the way they vote, and a lot of people are whining about how society's unfair and how they're not being treated and not being validated because what makes them happy doesn't make them a living and they don't understand the reason why they're not getting to do what they love so they don't have to work. They can just be happy and do what they love. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a real realistic way of looking at life. And unfortunately, it's way too common these fucking days. So I guess that's kind of my 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 point of this episode is, yeah, it's important to be passionate. And passion will get you a really long way when you apply it practically, which I know kind of sounds like, you know, sort of an oxymoron. If you're being passionate about something, practicality may not be the first. Well, I pretty much guarantee it's not going to be the first thing on your mind. The things I'm passionate about, which, like I said, happens to be I, I'm pretty passionate about this podcast because it's my hobby and it brings me joy in a lot of very basic ways. But my my real passion is cooking and making food and and serving other people food and watching people eat the things I made. Um, I mean, me eating is actually kind of incidental. I have to remind myself to do it some days because it just doesn't occur to me. And when I do bigger event-type functions where I'm feeding lots of people and I'm making everything and I, what brings me happiness with that? Even when it's like something stupid, like a family function where I just have a bunch of family around and I drag out all of my fancy toys that I bought. That's where the not practical part comes in. I have all kinds of kitchen gadgets. I have a bunch of neat shit for cooking outside because I love cooking outdoors. I love cooking over charcoal and wood, wood flame. And I love, you know, smoking stuff and I love doing really involved processes to make things taste really cool that take a long time and a lot of effort and a lot of love and a lot of fucking practice and a lot of work to actually get good at it. Because yeah, I'm a lot of people out there will say things, you know, okay, amateur cooks are all over the world because we all got to eat. We all got, we have to, you have to eat if you want to stay alive. You can't live on like a peanut and a Tic Tac. It doesn't fucking work. A lot of people eat shit because they just, it's more convenient. They go to drive throughs they get, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm not trying to be like some elitist fuckhead who's like, oh, anybody that eats drive through food is terrible. I mean, we have drive through food every once in a while. I mean, we try not to do it too often because honestly, it's most of it's not good for you. It's loaded down with preservatives and all kinds of other shit. And, you know, but even, even those people, I mean, I, I don't shit on people that work in fast food service because... They're working, and it's a job, and I don't expect them to be passionate about it. I, they're, they're, they're cogs in a machine. That's why when people start talking about, oh, well, these people need a living wage, it's like, no, they're going to get replaced by automated systems because automated systems will work for a maintenance fee, and they will put out a consistent product because they're not doing anything creative. It's not high art. It's not fancy. But it's a great job for a kid that's in high school that needs to make a little extra money after school so he can pay for whatever random kid shit he needs. And that's one of those reasons why I, I take the stance I do on these matters where it's like minimum wage jobs were never intended to be 
like life supporting career paths. They're minimum wage jobs. That's you have minimum skills, you get minimum return on those skills. And I'm not I'm not going to you know spin off on that tangent right now, but it's 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 a, it's a simple truth. And that's one of those things you don't expect those people to be passionate. Nobody's passionate about frying up fucking fries and nuggets and throwing them in a cardboard container and passing them through a window to you. That is nobody's joy. That is nobody's passion. That is nobody's end game. That's nobody's goals for success. That is that that that's a pit stop on the road to doing something better. And and it, and it shows. But yeah, back to my point. So when I'm, I'm like I said, I take all these things that bring me joy, and that were some of them were really not practical pur- purpose purchases. I mean, despite the fact that I am genetically thrifty, and I I don't like spending money if I don't have to, and I damn sure always want to get every nickel's worth of value I can out of things I buy. That's why I buy things at auctions. That's why I go garage sailing. That's why I go out and I find shit that other people spent way too much money on and I get it from them for next to nothing because they bought it not realizing they were never going to fucking use it. And then I buy it and I do use it, but just not as much as <laughs> I would be using it if I paid full price for it. I have drawers and cabinets full of kitchen shit that are not practical to anybody that's not either a huge foodie or someone in the industry that knows how to use it and get the best work out of it. And that's where I find my joy is when I use these things and these tools. And I, I just bought a brand new flat top griddle uh, for out in the backyard. And until I get sponsorships, I'm not naming names, but just say it's a pretty nice one. It's uh, it's a really big cook service. It's a four burner griddle. Uh, it's, you know, cast iron cooktop, flat top. I am so excited to start being able to cook stuff outside on it. Once the weather gets decent, I'm going to be on my days off. I'm going to be cooking breakfast in the backyard while the sun comes up and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be fantastic. And it's going to bring me joy because it's not like I'm going to just go out there, cook pancakes, make pancakes for myself and then sit there and watch the sun come up while I eat fucking pancakes. I'm going to make breakfast for my wife. I'm going to make breakfast for any friends that maybe came over the night before to to hang out and got had a few too many cocktails and spent the night. I actually love it when that kind of shit happens because then it gives me an excuse to get up extra early while they're all nursing hangovers and make a stupid amount of breakfast food because I love doing that. It's not complicated. It's not involved. I mean, it can be if you really want to. I I could be making stuff, French toast and quiches and all this other, you know, so-called high-end type shit. But I don't really want that after a night of drinking, and I don't know a lot of people who do. No, I want fucking bacon, hash browns, scrambled eggs, pancakes. And yeah, I can get kind of fancy with the pancakes. I actually made some pancakes last or no, three weeks ago. I don't know. It was a few weeks ago. I made some fantastic fucking pancakes because I got a taste for them. And I made some scratch pancakes and I just chopped up some, some berries and I cooked them down and I cooked them into the, into the pancake batter and it was light and fluffy and caked like and delicious. And it was, you know, I did it for shits and giggles. I did it because I love it and it makes me happy. Or I made. I'm actually. I just. I just made some great French toast, and I made it with a um, a banana moonshine syrup that I made because I got some banana pudding moonshine and decided to cook it down because I didn't really care for it as a drink. I got got a stupid ass idea in my head, and it made me giggle. So I tried to do it, make and make a cocktail out of it, and maybe somebody else will like it, but it was just too sweet for me. In case anybody wants to try it, it's. Two parts banana pudding moonshine, one part peanut butter whiskey, garnish it with a, a crispy strip of bacon, or if you're feeling fancy, rim the glass with some bacon crumbles 
and I called it the Elvis and, you know, peanut butter, banana with bacon. It was pretty not bad, but like I said, way too sweet for my taste. I'm, I, I like my whiskey neat. I like my drinks not sweet. So for me, it, it, it was a funny concept. It didn't taste bad, but it's just not my cup of tea. But so I still had like this big bottle of fucking moonshine. So I, I cooked it down into some pancake syrup and it was, or some French toast syrup and it was fucking delicious. And so I had, you know, French toast with banana flavored syrup and it was great. And if I, I had some bananas, but they're still green, but I digress. That's, I'm babbling now about things that don't fucking matter. But the point is, I still get to indulge my passion. I still get to do what makes me happy. And what makes me happy is watching other people eat my food. So I get to go out and when I cook for my job and feed a bunch of people, when I cook for my family and I feed a bunch of people, when I cook for my friends and I feed a bunch of people, that brings me joy and that makes me happy. And fortunately, like I said, for my job, I get paid to do this. And I sometimes I get to really indulge my creative side. Sometimes I have to do set menus because that's the business I work in and I have to accommodate that business so I can keep drawing paychecks, so I can keep doing the things I'm passionate about. And like I said, sometimes I get to really, you know, show out and have fun at work and do some ridiculous stuff because it's fun to me. And this doesn't happen as often as I would like, but you know, that's that's part of being an adult is realizing your passion has to balance out with your needs and your needs have to be actual needs, not just things you fucking want. Because you start putting, when you start viewing everything you want as a need, you're going to be fucking miserable. And it doesn't matter how passionate you are about what you're doing, because you haven't differentiated between your wants and your needs, you're going to be fucking miserable. So that's kind of my message to you guys on this episode. And if you made it this far, thank you for listening to my incoherent babbling. But that's what you got to do. Balance your passions with reality. You have to balance your passion so you don't lose your passion. You have to balance passion with necessity. You have to balance your passions with your skills. It's, it's, it's all about walking that line and finding that point where you can still be happy. So you're not burned out and miserable from, because instead of doing something because you want to do it, now you have to do it because you have to do it. And, and it's, it's all about that intent. It's behind the, about the reason behind it that will you know, make or break you and, and determine your, your, your path in life and how you wind up coming off this. So, you know, take those things into account when you're making your decisions, look at when you're planning and from, uh, based on the metrics, most of my listeners are probably pretty close to my age and you guys are hearing me say shit that you probably agree with, or it might be a slightly different way of looking at things. So all I can say is, you know, pass that message on to your fucking kids, onto your, if you're old enough, onto your grandkids, if you're younger Pass it on to your friends. Pass it. Keep it. Keep it in mind in the back of your own mind as you're making your life choices. It's it, balance is is so important. You have to balance your joy with everything else, and make sure you can't you can't ignore it, but you can't make it the only priority either. Or you're going to get burned out, and you're going to be miserable. You're going to blame your failures on the things that you thought you loved, because. Either you didn't have the skill set or you didn't have the passion or you didn't have the drive or you didn't have the, the, the ability to be good at it. Sometimes passion isn't enough. Sometimes drive isn't enough. Sometimes you fucking suck. And we got to remember that. And, you know, as always, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show, 
Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.